1: flushcarecom hello
0: and welcome to the super rugby out round six and the uh, super rugby au or super rugby gold as we like to call it round three um reaction review even something along those sort of lines you know what i mean reaction review all of that kind of stuff um unresponsive pages. Oh, dear. We're going to be a bit low on stats, folks, as uh, I don't seem to be able to pull up ESPN. Um, but uh, um, we have four cracking games this weekend, all really, really close for us to delve into. And I say us because, yes, I'm not here all on my own. Don't worry. There's, another, there's other voices you will hear. And those include Asrin. How are you doing, oh, sir? Hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi! Hi! Stop looking at that house I've just sent you that I might buy tomorrow. Uh, okay, actually, uh, concentrate. We'll, uh, concentrate. The concentrate. Now.
2: Come on, come on! Oh, i was not yeah. channeling the blues. Not focusing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and uh, Cornflake um, arriving at the last minute, just like his uh, his team winning it in the last second. Um, so he is uh, yes, uh, he is here to join us as well. Um, how you doing, sir?
3: All I have to say is, Highlanders! Where's this yellow hat done.
2: Where's What's your that? yellow cap? Your yellow cap? You still got your yellow cap? I oh, still got the yellow cap.
3: Yellow cap's never gone far behind. I, I'm going to predict this game. Highlanders win by two uh, at the start of the weekend, just just to let you know. So uh, nailed that perfectly. <laughs> As always, yeah, never in doubt, had 100% faith in boys to get the job done.
0: Really? Wow. Even, <laughs> even at... 31 7 uh, at half time. I'd already updated my, um, at that point, I updated my uh driving mall versus the bookie to mark it as a win. Um, Let, <laughs> let's but, be honest,
3: I think we've learned uh, something from the, the western force in these yeah. aiming two weeks of super rugby au. It's that they can't play 80 minutes, the Chiefs aren't ever going to play 80 minutes, but we'll talk about that as we get to it. You know, we'll, we'll save the best till last.
0: Save the best till last, okay, then. So, you want to start with the um. Let's start sort of Friday chronologically night. with, um, yes, on Friday night. What's Friday night? It's party, long- night. Well, it's party Fr- night. Friday, Friday night's a long night. time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you make notes, Archie, Oh So you remember.
2: That's why I failed at school.
0: Yes. Well,
2: um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. And um, welcome to everyone who is on the live chat. Because, yes, um, hi, folks. I should actually just yeah let's, let, let, let's do the formalities. You can listen to us. Uh, we're here at 8pm every Sunday reviewing all the action. Um, you can listen to us on Facebook, on Twitter, or on YouTube, or you can listen to us on the go afterwards. Uh, obviously, it's live on those three um, via the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Acast, all of those there. Um, so, uh, yeah, N- Nicholas uh said, yeah, he's watching the uh, Highlanders game at the moment and will be in soon. Uh, I think Cornflake was doing the exact same thing, um, catching up on the game right up to the last second because unfortunately he has to work Sundays. I mean, really, what kind of employer makes you work Sundays? Um, but uh, you are right, Aaron, it is an 80 minute game, uh, and um, not 81. Um, and nocturnal rights yeah buzzing it's still about the Highlanders Um, I think we're buzzing about all these games this weekend actually so yes starting on Friday um, Reds versus the Force Um, the Force zoomed out to a uh, to an early 14 point lead Um, and I thought wow this is uh, are the Force going to put it to the Reds here Um, one of the things that um, we um, we've been talking about um, Cornflake in some of our previews we've done um, with the uh, uh, with South with African website and also um, here on um, New Zealand Sport Radio and your Cornflakes channel is that the force just run out of steam, don't they? Uh, I didn't expect them to run out of steam after basically 15 minutes
3: though. <laughs> that was a promising start for them, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think they had a bit of a tougher ask against them against this Reds team, who overall I think was was one of the better sides in Australia. Some may agree or disagree, but yeah, they start off with this and Roar. I think they're probably going to uh, do that quite often this season. Uh, they continue to to get out there. They they play well. They just don't have that ability to really not only play that, the full game, but they just kind of fall off the game completely, don't they? they? They start off so well. They look like they're in touch, but they kind of get discovered. They kind of get found out. They kind of get overplayed this sort of game and and allow their opponent to to ad, adapt to what they're going to do. It's two weeks in a row now. We've seen you know the Reds this week as well. Did it? They they got absolutely hammered at the start and then just like that they they turn it around and adjusted their game to actually make it make make it play. So uh, yeah, like Alex is their uh, best Aussie game so far by a mile. Um, yeah, hundred percent. I think biggest difference here in this game though was that the weather. It was nice and dry, good conditions. And what we've talked about before in these previews, especially with the guys of James O'Connor running that ship, is that he likes to play attacking rugby, he likes to get out there, and he likes to, to run the ball. So that, that definitely suited the Reds. And I think you know, the Western Force, they competed, um, they played all right for a little bit. So it, it's positive, positive from them to, to be fairly close in this game. But yeah, they got outplayed, I think, once once the Reds actually got into the groove, got their game plan going a little bit of confidence got over that initial learn the western force factor and they were away on the horse after that
0: they well i think in all honesty a, a couple of kicks and they could have been right in this to the end i mean the mm-hmm. they, they got an inset try at half time, um and then straight in front of the posts uh, he gets charged down i mean oh i mean I tweeted out at that point, and said, "Look, we know what happens now. If you charge down a conversion, you win the game." We saw that happen the, the previous weekend. So uh, clearly, from that point onwards, the second half was immaterial. But that one, um, the Red Sam got a got a yellow card, um, and uh, they got a line out more, which which also the conversion was missed. Those two conversions, and suddenly it's twenty eight all, with uh, with ten minutes to go, uh, and it really is anyone's game. So yeah, they are nearly there. Um, as you say, against gets one of the better Australian sides.
3: I think what really hurt them was the loss of Ian Pryor as well. So he went off injured, and Abel come on to replace him. I think they really lost a lot defensively, structurally around how they line up and and how they defend, but more so on attack. Uh, he really does spark that team uh, massively. His experience just knowing how to direct and guide, you know, that link between the, the packer and the backside we talk about each and every week. Um, he is a massive, massive part of the team. We knew he was, but I think we really found out just how big of a deal he was. That caught more, put more pressure on John O'Lance outside of him as well. And, and yeah, you're right. They were right in that game pretty much all the way through um, till the very, very end as well. So, Given that, given the circumstances, losing one of their key men in, in that sort of link-up position, that that real importance position at nine, uh, I think they could definitely come out of two weeks of this competition saying they have a chance to to really compete. And and I think you know sooner or later they're going to win a game.
0: Yep. Um, Ashwin, what did you think of John O'Connor's um, idea to do a drop goal at the end? There, did he did did uh, it, it kept the uh, it kept the game alive, but it did stretch their lead just a little bit, didn't it?
2: um look okay, I, what, sorry, what sorry yeah i was gonna say okay. rolling back clock <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah oh, oh, we're talking about friend of the show yeah. <laughs> well it's an interesting uh option to take i i, I don't i'm not sure i was like it's 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 still learning the rules and the how the game's actually taking place with the um aussie um aussie competition for me are. Uh, uh, yeah I, I won't comment on it too much to tell you the truth cuz i'm still sort of learning the ins and outs of what's the, what's the way to go on there
0: yeah and those it, it, i do think those the the 2250 and the 5022 in particular the 5022 2022 um is more of a game changer than the rules we've seen introduced in the New Zealand conference, the New Zealand competition um it does it does actually it can really uh change momentum very very quickly uh in that point From that point of view and with that the force losing four of their lineouts didn't help themselves um at um at the weekend uh, on on friday night either um so yeah that was that, that was a disappointment but again i loving the back rows of um in, in this game the I, th- I thought they yeah there's there's some real there's some real young talent bashing around in, the, in that um, Super Rugby AU uh, that that's, yeah, just needs a bit of time to mature, Steve.
3: Oh, well, you talk about the back row is, is great young talent as well. And it's great that the Western Force have come through here with three, I guess, by, you know, the Super Rugby standards, relatively unknown sort of guys. Um, and they've really stood up. Stiles, Ferris and Standa have been brilliant for that team. And, and I mean, it, we've seen it, haven't we, through this whole competition of Aotearoa and now of AU that, those big ball carrying back rowers that just like to go out and hurt people are so impactful now in this in this uh, day and age of the game. So you know the old sort of Hooper Pocock days. You know I don't know if they will be too much of a survivor in this sort of rugby that we're seeing now this year. Uh, but on the other side, the, the Reds. Um, I think it's been mentioned in the chat already, but take McDermott. He's just hes just phenomenal. he He's out of this world. And I think I agree 100% that he's going to be a future wallaby um, as well, long term stay if he can keep this sort of form up as well. So he's a real talent in there. Um, I'm still liking the, the way the Reds play. Uh, Chris Fiawe Sortier was amazing as well for the uh, Reds. A real danger on attack. Every time he got the ball, he was busting tackles, getting nicely over the advantage line. And you can't go past, you know, right McGrite. Those two guys, similar names. They both play fantastically. And, and Lucan Solakai Loto was another guy I thought had an amazing, uh, just, he's like another back rower. So he plays in the second row. He's a great exponent of the line out, but he he hurts people and, and gets over the game line just like a back rower does in, in this current game. So really good for them to have, you know, Tupou as well. Another guy, Pango Mosa, another guy who really gets you going forward with ball in hand. So you've got, you know, six out of eight who you can rely on to say, here you go, have a shot at this bang, they're going to get go-forward ball. If you can quickly get it out through Tate McDermott, you know, he's going to fire the pass. Connor loves to run. If they're in good conditions here, the Reds, and they get a little bit of a roll on, they're going to be a hard team to stop because they've got talent throughout, they've got finishes on the outside, and they've got guys that create, can create and they can uh, manoeuvre themselves around this back line. So they're exciting. Um, and I, I really like the way the Reds play when they get their game sorted out. They, they can be a bit wishy-washy, but I think when they're on song, they are definitely one team to watch uh, this season as well. Uh, on the force, though, yeah, we've we talked a lot about them. But I thought Marcel Braki was a guy I did want to mention. Amazing on attack. Oof, such a liability on defense in this game. It was really good to see. He was great. He broke the line a lot of times. Good passing. Found his outside player. Uh, he, was, he was a good presence. He picked up loose balls. Uh, he was quite good, but then defensively he got bumped off a lot. So uh, a bit of a, a good, bad game from Marcel Raki, but ever-present, I think. And the force need that to, to go forward. They they need someone who's going to take that line on and, and make half breaks and create room for those guys outside because we know Byron, Byron Rolston is a guy who can finish. He's a tri-scoring machine. That intercept, try, you know, 90-meter sprint uh, was just glorious. It was shades of the old Nick Cummins, wasn't it? We, we saw those flashbacks of, yeah. of the old Honey Badger going for the scamper intercept from 90 meters away. <laughs> so, yeah, it's good for the force. And it's good that they're competing, and like us say they were in that game for you know most part right to the end, and they could have actually won that game had things gone their way, uh, like it did for a couple of other sides this weekend.
0: Yeah, I was listening to the um, uh, Red and White, Red White and Black Eye, the American Rugby podcast, and they were talking about how Marcel Bracky, for, for, for as far as they're concerned, is a winger, not a centre. So there were things like, "Oh wow, look, he's been brought in," mm-hmm. and as you say, he's got found out defensively. Um, yeah, he is a winger. He's not a thirteen and thirteen can be one of the hardest play places to um, to defend especially when I, there were times when it was just James O'Connor was like just give me the ball and I'll create something give me give me four runners outside of me and I'll pick out the one that's going to hit the gap um because the number of missed passes he was throwing um and uh, and that kind of thing was uh, uh, what, what once things got flowing um was really cool uh, the comment there earlier about yes the the idea of the 5022 is to try and pull those those defenders back those wingers back um, but what it does mean is if, if a team gets out of shape and, and forgets that a player hasn't gone back, and we saw that particularly to, um, on um, on uh, Saturday night, I think yeah. it was, um, or, oh, no, was it? sorry, it was actually today during the um, the Chiefs game when uh, the winger was you know, carded, um, but that just means, yeah, you can suddenly flip things if a team gets themselves out of shape uh, yeah, and, yeah, shape becomes a big thing uh, defensively um, around that. Um, Colin Wilson says, what about Ethan de Groot um, making his debut? Uh, well yes, I mean from a from a name point of view, fantastic. We've got Groot in there, which um which which is
2: great. Baby Groot or um, is, is he baby Groot or is he the full grown groot? Okay. Yeah. He's a pretty big lad. I'll give you that much. He's a pretty big fella. <laughs> so he's a full grown so- Groot. <laughs> just, just on the James James O'Connor though. I mean, like, is is he therefore at the moment, like with the the style of game that he's playing and looking to put the you know picking his players and running the game so well for the Reds, is he is he the, the, the number one
3: first five in the Australian competition? No, no. Nah. <laughs> Not a chance. I mean, he's good. Um, he's not, he's not a 10, but I mean, I think we found out pretty quickly from the Reds where they've played that he's not, you know, he's not a wet weather rugby player, and I think that goes for the whole team. Um, he's David McKenzie, I mean, put Damien McKenzie in at 10, um, same sort of situation there, but I mean, they've got too much talent, uh, in the likes of Lolocio and Harrison, although Lolocio is injured, uh, now, but yeah, they've got too much talent and young guys coming through. Um, yeah, t- we'll, we'll give O'Connor a pass, there's too much other stuff going on.
0: If you, if you got front football and you got some runners outside him, he looks really he looks good. good. Um, yep. If you ask going him backwards. to kick your team around the pitch and to get yourself um, out of um, out of trouble, uh, he can be a bit hit and miss. Um, and he's so,
3: fixated yeah. on kicking 50-22s as well, which, I mean, if that's an <laughs> international rugby, he's, he's going to have no objective, is he? That's just his, that's just his thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he finally well, got yeah. one too. <laughs>
0: Who knows what um, what laws we'll be playing under when international rugby does resume. Um there. So um yeah, be strong showing you some love there, Steve, in the live chat about the uh, we'll get on to the Highlanders um later. <laughs> um for, for 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 that one. So then um one of the things that you were um the one of the things that you were talking about for the um the weekend was look. Don't play your games, Australia, after a New Zealand game because Friday night, Hurricanes versus the Blues. Um, another game that went right down to the wire, and another game that I thought, hey, the Blues have got this in the bag. Um, only for the Hurricanes to come back. I the um, 15 all at half time, um, but uh, that required a minute. That, that, that required a score um, after the Hooter had gone um to get to get the um the Hurricanes back into it. Um and then um with j- just after the hour mark, the uh the blues get themselves um back in charge. And I, I think and one of the things I did say about this game uh, was that um, you know I tweeted out half timers, look, this game is going to be decided by lineup malls. And uh, Alfred, that was a big, a big part of this game, wasn't it?
2: Oh, look, that—that's basically apart from Bowden Barrett um, making that break for the first try that the Blues scored. That's all the Blues really had was the lineout drive. Um, so it was the kick into the corner and the drive. And, and in fact, that, that first kick—it's funny. It's like listening to the commentators on um, Saturday night was quite crackups because it's like, mm, could you show that you're from Wellington anymore? This is like. The Blues scored a try from a Bowden Barrett kick into the corner, which was a banana kick, and there was no comment on the kick whatsoever. Geordie Barrett kicks one into the corner, and it was like, oh my god, this is the best thing since sliced bread. This, is a, this guy is an amazing player. And this is like, um, okay. This is the calibre of the commentating we're getting tonight. But no, look, um, yeah, it was, uh, apart from I think Laumapi's first try when he sort of out, out, well, it was outsped great English there, outsped um, but your um, Bodie Barrett on the outside. Everybody's all, all the other tries were from rolling malls, weren't they?
0: The um, one, two, three, four. I th- yeah, at least five. Five of the eight tries were definitely from rolling malls. Um, uh, there, um, the so yeah. So uh, yeah, a lot of rolling malls. A lot, a lot of driving malls um, were involved. Not rolling malls. <laughs> oh dear. Rolling Morse, what a bad name. Um, so yeah, uh, Rolling, Rolling Morse yes.
2: Mors. Bad. My bad, skipper.
0: Um, <laughs> now, everyone was waxing lyrical about how fast Laomapé was for that first try. Yes. Um, now, he steps Barry. He, he, he obviously put, um, puts Barrett on his, on, on, on his heels and sends him the wrong way. But then barry has yep. got to turn around and chase him. Yes, he was quick, but I don't think he was as quick as everyone was waxing lyrical. Or, or am I just being a... Uh,
2: no, he was. No, hard. he was. He, no, 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 he was he's burnt him he isn't he hasn't just put him back on his heel he burnt him he went around the outside and he burnt him it wasn't yeah and even like after his turn he didn't make any dent and that, and that gap was getting bigger Yeah, he had to turn but players turn all the time these days and it wasn't a um, 180 turn it was sort of a curve of a turn now nah, he burnt him <laughs>
3: The, um, What's up with Lamape? What what What's someone said to, to okay. La recently? What's the big thing here? Because if you've seen that post-match interview, did, he's got some serious business against someone that he wants to prove a point against. And I love it. I mean, whoever it is, say it more because he was insane over that matchup. If someone insulted something about him or well, I don't know what it is, but he needs that fire. If he's got that fire, he is one of the okay. best players around. So
2: La is is um, classic. You watch next week against the Crusaders. He won't have that game. He won't have that I know. That's that what I'm game. worried
0: about.
2: Yep. He will have that game against the Blues every time. Every time he's come up against the Blues, that's how he plays. When they when the Blues actually beat them up at Eden Park, he had that game. He was phenomenal. He was the one that gave the um, Hurricanes go forward in that game as well. It was like Julian Severe when he played for the Canes against the Blues. He'd, he'd have this phenomenal game against the Blues. They always do. They lift against the Blues. And then next week, they're playing this opposition. And like, where'd that game go? So, <laughs> and that's it. And you'll see that from Laumaupi.
3: It, it, he does against the Highlanders it to be too. a couple of well, last year that he actually scored those. Even you know, the Highlanders were in here by pretty much like the Chiefs were tonight. And La Mave scored three tries, I think it was, just completely mm. single handedly destroyed uh, the Highlanders. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not just a he has against it, but I do agree he's pretty hot and cold. When he goes, he goes. And yep. other than that, he can be uh, very uh, invisible as well.
0: So, he's not an all black then. Is it because of his. Uh, yeah, his, his, his
2: being in pick- his bonnet is against the all black selectors. Because ah. he got left out for the World Cup, and you know, and it's just like I think I think you know us couch selectors, most of us <laughs> couch selectors had him on had him in the World Cup squad simply for the fact that he gave a point of difference in the attack, and when we got to the World Cup, if ev- all of our midfielders were the same, and we had no point of difference, and that showed up big time against that England defeat. Hmm.
0: Now, That's... I mean, it's, I, so, so for me also, I think Lamapi plays a different style. Um, for the Hurricanes, than the All Blacks are looking for their centres. they they're 12 to do. He spends an awful lot of his time appearing on the wing. Whereas, you, if you think about an All Blacks game, how often do you see? Did you see a a, a, a Sonny Bill Williams or a Ryan Crotty um, uh, appear on the wing? Uh, I sort
2: of I, I, I sort of agree with you, but I also disagree with you. What I think is that yeah, he pops up on the wing. He pops up where there's space that gives him the time to wind up the wheels. So it wasn't always that it was on the wing. It's like it, it, it can't, he can't, he will do that in midfield as well, but he will put himself inside or outside where that space is that he can get the ball and wind up. And he's putting himself, and the good thing is for him as a player is he's getting himself into positions to allow him to do that and give his team go forward, which is great because what's the point in just staying in your position where you've got your defense on you? You, might, you know what your skill and your strength is and what you can deliver for your team. Put yourself in the position to deliver that
0: yeah I, I think that that movement around the around the park and not being and, and i think they they, they want that uh, they sort of get out of jail guy um next to neck ne- next to the 10 or next to the first receiver um and the way that he is on um the way, the way, as you say the way he goes and finds space so he can wind up uh, I don't think it's actually what the All Blacks are looking for. It's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think it fits I, the All Blacks game plan.
2: I, I think that's where the All Blacks, and, you know, I'm sorry, but England's a fantastic, that game against England's a fantastic example of it. They had one game plan and one game plan only. If you have a Laomapi in your squad, it gives you the alter, option of play, doing something different. They, In that game against England in the World Cup, they had nobody that could change the game plan, the style that they were playing. They had one game plan and only. If you had a Laomapi, you you can say okay, let's free him. Let's free free those reins a bit, and let him rain um, roam around a bit to try and find that space and gaps and get get go forward. Which is what he's
3: doing for the Hurricanes, and it's what England did. Is is what I think the Hurricanes did to the Blues as well, because they had that big man advantage. And I talked about it in the preview quite significantly. I thought this was a massive factor in this game. Was that you look through that Blues back line and there's nowhere to hide. For all these guys who are fairly small, the only one that could probably represent himself fairly comfortably in size sort of stakes would be Rico Iuani, who can't take out Alamape Lamb, Umanga Jensen, Van White, who's a fairly big guy. And to be fair, so is Jordy Barrett. You've got yep. pretty much a big backline up against a little backline. Big backline just wants to play bulldozer. Uh, little backline has no real alternatives. No, they had. They no needed like that Fiani in there from the get go oh. to help Rico just <laughs> defensively to shut that down.
2: In the last couple of weeks, actually, the management team have actually made a couple of errors in team selection, for my mind. And, yep. you know, yeah, sure, Plummer actually didn't come off too badly against the Crusaders. He actually, you know, not too bad. But Braden Enor and, and Josh Good Jack Goodhue running at you, it's not Lani Mamapi or M- Billy Proctor running at you. Matt Proctor, sorry. Was it Matt or Billy? Anyway, a Proctor. Or a so Umanga you know, Jensen, you know, or or, yeah. or, 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 or a Umanga Jensen. Sorry, I was actually when I finally get it right. It's not them running at you. So, Yep, yeah, Plummer had a job against the Crusaders. He he did not bad job of it. He was not the player to play against the Hurricanes with Laumapi running on. And they finally saw that, and they brought TJ on, and and there was a difference there in the defensive lineup once TJ came on. And yeah, Plummer, like, had,
0: Plummer had a shocker early on, I mean, he missed a couple of tackles. He was getting his. Uh, he was he was misaligned. Uh, he got in the way of a player, uh, course
2: crossing as well. Yeah, he just had a bad night. Um,
1: definitely. Oh, uh, no, 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 no,
0: I think
2: no yeah, exactly. Yeah, what we there. I mean, we knew that was coming. We know what Mapi does. You need to have your strongest defensive lineup against mm-hmm. them. And the thing is that by having TJ, and you, you're not actually losing a hell of a lot by um, um in your attack either by having TJ there. Because the other thing is that effectively the Blues kicking hasn't, even though we've been, I mean, like the last two games aside, even in the, when they've had their run of seven games or whatever it was, the kicking for field position has been a bit hot and cold. So, and like they haven't really used the boot when they've gone with a, a Terry Black, Harry Plummer, and then Bodie at the back. The kicking hmm. for territory and kicking for position was non existent. Like when you're okay. talking about when they finally took the lead, why wouldn't you plug the corners? Because the Hurricanes weren't going to score tries from their own 22. You know they they were they were getting some good go forward in that last fifteen minutes, but they were not going to score a try from their own twenty-two.
0: So Alex says, that, um, "I think Carter was meant to be twelve before the injury." My, uh, I hope not. Um, <laughs> if They'd had Dan Carter. Yeah, Carter at 12. was going
2: to be 12, twelve before the injury. Pardon? Carter was going to be twelve before the injury. Carter's Well, Okay, I think was it bad, was.
0: Again, a bad call. I don't think he. Uh, yeah, again, Lamapi against Carter is not a, is not going to be a fun a fun ending. Um, let's be blunt. Um, to be fair, look, the Hurricanes should not have – this should not have come down to Bowden Barrett missing a conversion and the Hurricanes – and Geordie Barrett mm-hmm. making a conversion, okay? Um, 14 clean breaks by the Hurricanes to only two by the Blues. Yep. Um, the Hurricanes uh, had to make 78 ta- – or, or made 78 tackles. The Blues made 176 tackles, nearly yep. 100 more. The, the Hurricanes should have run away with this game.
2: That's that's and why as somebody- a Blue supporter – that's what. Yeah, that's why as a Blue supporter, I wasn't actually – I mean, I was – it's, you know, any time you lose – um it's it's disappointing. But I wasn't too gutted because there was no energy from the blues in that game whatsoever. And Patrick Tupeloto said exactly that um in the post match interview as well. There was from that from the start, there was about in the first twenty minutes, there was four occasions where it was like a Barbarian squad that coming together because the pass went to a player's face. Or, you know, they were standing there and they weren't even ready to catch the ball. And it's just like, Oh my god, what is going on with these guys today? There was no energy from the team. So the, the you know, again, with the great commentary that we got from the Sky team on um, Saturday night, there was no mention of the fact that the Blues didn't have any ball in that first half. 20%. 27%, I think, was the number of the percentage of possession that they had in that first half. That's nothing. You know, you can't survive on that. And they were 15 all at half-time. So, look, you can see that, look, if they if they get the energy levels back up and um, you know, then They'll be they'll be back again back on the get the rails uh, get the train back on the rails.
0: Yeah, so thirty two percent possession, twenty two percent territory. So even when they had the ball, it was in the road half most of the time as well. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was an uh, yeah, it's a real, real tough and, and the second half didn't get much better. Thirty eight percent and thirty seven percent. So um, slight improvement, but still not what's well, um so you yeah, so thing think of- if you're playing badly and you win or you're playing badly and you get that close, that's actually a good sign.
2: That's a Good sign, that's that's it. I mean, at the end of the day, they were basically as I said, they came down to the fact that there was you know they had a patch of energy around that 60 minute mark and they and they converted some points. But really, it's I, I said to Aiden, my son, when we're watching the game, it's just like you know, with when um in that last 15, it's like oh, Hurricanes are going to score, they'll that was, that, that was cool score because there was that patch around that 50 uh, from in that in the third quarter, let's call it, um, that the Blues defensive line um, was really strong. And the Hurricanes weren't going anywhere. And all of a sudden, after they scored their try to go ahead, the, the, the defense became sort of passive. And the Hurricanes were actually making meters. Um, Whether well, it's one or two, three meters, but they're going forward. They're getting going forward. From each ruck, you go two, three meters. You, you know These days, you're doing big ruck count numbers right in a row. Eight, 10, 14. You do three meters at a time, you're going forward a long way. And that's where the defense in the last 20 was really passive.
3: I think the Blues have suffered a bit like the Highlanders did the week before. Uh, that the game against the Crusaders, you come off yep. it. It's, it's yep. such a mental killer because you, high. Yep. Yeah, you, you throw everything you've got into that. They, like the Blues, they, they competed really, really well. They they pushed the Crusaders to the brink of that next level. But they ultimately come away with nothing. And I mean, and you come away You get deflated from it. Exactly. And I think that yep. the Highlanders suffered for that massively, not only because they come away with nothing, but they also got thumped that it looked like they weren't even in that match <laughs> a, at the end as well. And they went into that next game. That killed their confidence. And I think the Blues yep. have suffered a bit from the same. They've been on a high, and it's kind of weird to say it, but I think the Blues had almost got used to winning. Because they've won all the games so far, and they're almost like this winning stuff's not bad. We can get used to this, we can keep on. We've got confidence we're gonna take out the Crusaders. They had that belief and then it got just taken out from underneath them, and, and the cards come crashing down very, very quickly. So I think that has a huge part to play in what happened this weekend, whereas the Hurricanes, on the other hand, I think have been getting increasingly better and better and better. Um, far the start of this season, Jordy Barrett's made a massive difference to that team, and they've mm. just got increasingly better, and the belief in them is going up and up and up, and they didn't have that down. That down's going to come for the Hurricanes. To, to <laughs> believe you me, that's going to come sooner or later. But at that point in this match, that was a big difference.
2: You'd have to say, though, as the Hurricanes, you know, the Hurricanes teams, with the the the, um, the stats that Paul just presented before, you know, they, they should have won that by a big margin, really. And the fact that they didn't still be a bit of a concern that, they, hang on, you've you've hit a Blues on the side of a down, but you couldn't put them away. That'd be a bit of concern for me, for them.
3: I think so. if I was going to pinpoint the Blues, I think there's a couple of players that really have really good games. Um. And it's, it's the, the young man who I had questions about at the start, uh, Ramoni Narawa. I thought he was defensively um, covering back, probably saved at least two or three Hurricanes tries, uh, especially that La Mape when he went straight over top of Barrett, just completely squashed him. It was the it was a, a most okay. pathetic tackle I've ever seen Barrett do. But he covered back and dragged him down a metre or two short. Uh, that was probably the most notable occasion, but there was two or three times... Right on their own line, where he was a massive defensive um, cover that saved them from conceding. Defensively, one on one up in the line, not so much of an impact. But yeah, covering back, I thought he really, really did really well. The yellow card obviously counted against him a lot. But I think you now for a new guy, for a young guy, he did a very, very good job. And Finley Christie. Finley oh, Christie, mean, yeah, Finley totally, Christie man. It's just phenomenal. It just sparks electric.
2: Yeah,
0: he's a nine
3: second off for that sort of thing Yeah, are becoming so, so vital. And you know, when a team doesn't have a guy that can add that spark off the back of the pack, it just isn't the same. Brad Weber normally brings that spark. He's really struggled to get that spark, and his back line fails to really build off from him. And you see that with Christie. I think he really brings a lot yep. uh, to that Blues team, and he is definitely one of the, the best you know, number nines going around, especially in Auckland. You, you yep. don't see those other guys don't add anything there. Jamie Booth is another one for the Canes off the bench. I really, really like Jamie Booth. Oh, yeah, it sucks yeah. when he comes on that TJ has to move to 10. But um, aside from that, Jamie Booth really does bring on a lot of spark. If they just need to bring on another 10, take TJ off, just take him off. He admits himself after the match that he doesn't really get the grasp of, of the number 10 role. It, it helps him understand his role. But I mean, do that in practice matches, goodness me. When I mean, it's big crunch time like that. No chance.
2: Yeah. And, and look, I mean, Finley Christie, um I absolutely 100% agree with you. <laughs> I've been waiting for him once he was in the um, in the squad um, for him to come on. And unfortunately, he got injured. Um, even in the early proper super rugby rounds. Um, and it's just like, ah, so frustrating. And then Sam <laughs> Knox developed so well. And then yep. so to, to, to have Ruru coming off the bench is, is, a, is a hard one to take because unfortunately, I mean, like when we sit in the West End, we can see from Ruru's game where he struggles is that he takes too long to make decisions. So it's just split second. It's, it's not long, but it makes a massive difference in getting your team to go forward. And, and you see it in Ruru's game. He's just that little bit, that split second too slow to deliver. And Finley Christie's just a crack, firecracker and is just going all the time. And I'm almost sort of thinking, don't don't sub him. You only sub him if he gets injured. He goes the 80 unless until Sam Nock comes back. And then you can, mm. uh, you, uh, to me, Finley Christie's still the number one um, halfback in the squad. And Sam knocks on the bench and a good cover on the bench.
0: Um, so yes, uh, Jordy better than ten uh, than, than TJ. Yes, and you see Jordy at first receiver a lot during that game, uh, a lot during the game. So yes, absolutely. A um, couple of questions out of here. Then let's go with first of the nocturnal rights. One um, from a player point of view: Is Fafita out of the running for All Black selection? Got thirteen minutes this week. Me for me, Fafita is a six. He's not a lock, um, and unless he's going unless he's going to get time at six, yes, he's out of All Black. He's, he's out of that selection because I don't think. He's got a- a decent couple oh. of sixes running around at the moment.
2: Yeah, I don't think he's even in consideration, to tell you the truth. Uh, I think he's he's, in, he's injuries away from playing, not not being as part of the first thought of being a six.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll...
0: who are going to be... In... Oh, sorry. Go on, Stephen.
3: No, I was just going to say, I agree with Ashton on that one. I don't think he was probably one of the ones considered for it. But just just on the uh, Geordie Barrett sort of side of things, I mean, he's already playing 10, isn't he? I mean, he's kind of playing... <laughs> Ten and a half. He's always half. pretty much there. So I it's, mean, the, ball, makes
2: sense. the ball's going to him. It's not really going to um, Jackson um, Garden Baship, is it? It's 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 really when when it's going to Garden Baship. It's really just for a clearing kick or something like that. Well, Jordy's when in yeah, Jordy's in a ruck, so yeah, Geordie's in a ruck. it's just like when 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 the play's happening, when something's on, is Geordie taking the ball and ma- and doing something and making a decision.
0: Um, yeah, yeah for is obviously a, is is a great six we've we've um had the injured guy at um uh at the crusaders I've got gone blank carol Callum Grace. Think, Callum Grace. Callum, thank uh, Callum Grace, thank yeah. you um, and dolspeperley he is um can play six or seven as well he's having a great time of it so yes um a lot of players who are doing well we'll get on to about sam kane when we talk about the chiefs we're not talking about the chiefs yet um but uh daz asks us paul do you think and it's it's, he's asking me boys not you so wait for a second um (laughs) or or can the blues or hurricanes make a comeback yeah look the crusaders have got one and a half hands on this on it already they've got 18 points they're five points clear of the blues they've got an extra game to play uh the blues have played five games the crusaders four um so yeah to me look this is it's the crusaders uh, competition to lose at this point. Uh yeah, they've they've basically got it, haven't they? Um, boys.
2: Yeah, basically um I think their next game, which is the Crusaders Hurricanes, will be if if the hurricanes can't tip them over and um then that's game you know then that's basically it's all over, I feel.
3: Give them the trophy now. Yeah. Highlanders is the second. <clears throat> the other thing I'll say the the yeah yeah sure sure. Uh, <laughs>
2: i'm just saying yes yeah. uh, I mean, so the hurricanes i mean um we're sort of like sort of said they actually were playing at peak yesterday and they'll be disappointed of the fact that they didn't squeeze the points they can prove us wrong next week obviously and ha- whether they can tip over the crusaders look i, I think although the crusaders I said, have, have got a one and a half hands on that trophy they are still. It's any of these teams. If they don't turn up, will get beaten. So mm. the Crusaders still have to turn up. That's that's the thing that they've got. That's what they've got in spades. Is they always turn up, and they turn up week after week after week, and for eighty minutes, generally speaking. Um, but if they don't turn up, then any one of the even the Chiefs could beat them. Oh, that's cool. a big well, statement. But, <laughs> that's a big statement. But but what else is, <laughs> But but the thing is, when, when's the last time the Crusaders didn't turn up? For eighty oh, minutes, oh, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's but if they don't, yeah. Okay, so we followed that one up
0: with an Australian game. Um, as, uh, as as Cornflake sort of mentioned, um, Royal Tiles Brumbies. Now look, this one uh, again, yeah, one point game um, down to the uh, down to the final mm-hmm. moments. Actually, it, look, a decent game, Steve. It wasn't that. It uh, wasn't that bad, was it?
3: That was a bit of a surprise, wasn't it? It was a bit of a shock to the old system. I think I wasn't expecting the Waratahs to actually bring anything to this game uh, whatsoever, but they, where's this come from? The, the Brumbies, I'm not sure if they've got worse at their sort of forward play or set-place uh, defence against teams or other teams actually got a bit of gusto now and a, a bit of belief in themselves that they can actually take the Brumbies on. Because we've seen the Rebels do it. Uh, the Waratahs did it quite comfortably. They're actually getting over the Brumbies when it comes to the forward play as well. So, yeah, this was not what I was expecting at all. I think uh, the Waratahs played—you'd oh, probably say—the game of their the game of their lives in that matchup against the Brumbies. weren't expected to do well at all. Uh, they came, they scored points, they had standout guys throughout that team, and they made the Brumbies really, really struggle and really work for for what they got. But sadly, like we've spoken about so many times in this um, uh, review tonight already, they just couldn't play that full eighty and that was the big big difference at the end they you know 81 minutes 82 minutes it doesn't matter when the games are that close which they always seem to be you've got to you've got to go on but hey it, it was it was good good weather they were running there was breaks there was tries and it was exciting and it was close as well and I think you know that's where Australian Super Rugby has kind of fallen away a little bit because the games haven't really got that Um, absorbing sort of atmosphere and maybe that's to do with the the crowd numbers because you do know so the New Zealand games it really has a great atmosphere because there is decent crowd numbers there Um, there's the booze for Bowdoin there's the chairs for the Chiefs (laughs) even though they're losing so it's got that atmosphere and it it drags you in it really drags you into the game as well because you you get involved with it it just kind of lacks that in Australia and I think it's a bit of a shame because that I think was a really really cracking game. Yeah,
0: yeah, looks, yeah got- part of that is down to social distancing, folks over there. It's not oh, because yeah. people aren't turning up. Okay, it's oh, not, yeah. not allowed <laughs> to have people in the stadium. So, let's just let's just give give them a little bit of um yeah, uh, a little bit of credit there. Um, but yeah, you got to say, I mean, this Brumbies team, famed for having a good set piece, particularly a line out, more went on to lose eight line outs in this game. Fourteen successful out of twenty-two. Oh. Uh, if you're giving up that much. um uh, platform, uh, you're gonna be in trouble. Um, add into that the 16 turnovers they conceded, and you're like, "Wow, how did they come up with this and, and win this game?"
2: Now, yeah, but that's the but, thing. This is like the Waratahs got to be disappointed and, and you know, I mean, like the, I was, oh, I have to say, I was channel surfing su- surfing between Three TC and um and uh, and the rugby game, and um and the thing was that you sort of thought watching the game, so like, oh, the Waratahs got this in the bag. So you can understand why. Michael Hooper was sort of had to run off and grab Teddy and have a cry because, like, geez, you've got to be so disappointed if you're the Waratahs and you lost that game. Sorry, Hugh.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was also a controversial um, refing decision. Uh, I think about two rucks before the end, uh, he thought he had a legitimate t- turnover. Um, and uh, yeah, so one of the reasons he went, he ran down the uh, the tunnel was look, don't put a don't put a microphone in my face and don't let me get anywhere near the referee because it, it's not going to end well. Um, <laughs> so yes, so quite rightly you he understand. got out of the way. Um, so clever guy. Oh yeah, Hooper. Yeah, clever guy doesn't always um, so does, doesn't always have good referee um, management skills at the best of times. Uh, so yes, not surprised by that one.
2: Um, yeah, so, so, yeah, but I mean, like you, you look at it, and it's just like how, yeah, you you look at those stats that you just said. The how did the Brumbies stay in the game?
0: Yeah. Um, now they did. They had all the running. Um, they they ran the ball um, a lot better. They made the tiles make a lot more tackles. Uh, but um, but still, yeah, to to be to to give away the ball that much, to have your line out that dysfunctional when everyone knows that the Brumbies score a lot of tries off their line out more. Um, yeah, uh, it is. Um, uh, it is. It is really uh, uh, an amazing. They they jumped out to a good. They, they got the early score. The tiles came back. The yellow card to Muirhead was a real killer because during that time, um, the tiles got two um, uh, got 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 uh, got got two, um, two, uh, two, two scores in, um, and uh, the at that time the the Burmese were getting killed were getting killed on the penalty count. Um, they managed to come back, make it a one score game at halftime, but still the Tars pulled it out again. Um, only And then basically just try to shut the game down. Um, and that wasn't going to be, it was, wasn't, wasn't the way to, to do it just to, they were just said, right, Tars, if you're going to, uh, sorry, sorry, Brumbies, you're going to score. You're going to score from a long way. We're going to kick it to you back into your 22. Good luck. Um, but yeah, the Brumbies were actually running the ball pretty well. Uh, and, uh, and, and managed to, 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 to come back. Um, Yes, a couple of couple of comments in uh, in, the, in the live chat there. Yes, we do all love to be um, selectors. Uh, we, would m- we would be much better than Grant Fox um, at selecting teams. So
2: yeah, well, definitely Top Ian him. Foster,
0: pick me. <laughs> oh, no, <Grant laughs> Fox is Look, I'm not I'm, I'm not about to say I can necessarily coach better than the coaches, but I can select better than somebody. So yes. <laughs> <Yeah. that's why. laughs> and Ian Foster is just a, uh, not Ian Foster. Sorry, um, Grant Fox is just a selector, isn't he? he doesn't actually do any coaching. So that's that's the job for me. Um, so there we go. So um, yeah, I, I just yeah, amazing that one. Um, with with um, with uh, with those ones, um, I think Ram is one of the players that's been that's been actually impressing me uh, over the last um, couple of days. sorry, oh, sorry, couple of weekends for the Tars. Um, he seems to sort of get himself involved uh, quite nicely. Um, in there and for, for for Muirhead who got the yellow card to also get man of the match that's unusual to say the very least
3: I mean so, the, the Brumbies you look at the Brumbies team I think there's one has been mentioned in the chat as well about um, the injury to Noah lulasio I think it was quite a big turning point in this game because he's he a quite a pivotal guy in that side just like Will Harrison is um, for the Waratahs but there's a couple of key guys that I want to to, to um, give a bit of a shout-out for, and it was his replacement in, in the Brumbies, Bailey uh, Kunzel, who I thought had a really, really strong game, started off really shaky, missed that kick, uh, took a couple of pretty bad tackles in his first touches, but after that, got a bit of confidence, got a bit of time on the ball. He actually looked really, really good. Uh, strong runner, big tackles, he's a big lad as well, and he's another one of these uh, under-20 guys uh, from Australia who are uh, coming through the ranks as well. So it's first time we've really seen him. I think he might have played a couple of, reserve um, appearances off the bench, but this was some big, big minutes of the Andrew Lolosio. and I suppose if he's going to be out for a while, we're probably going to see some more of um, Kunzel in this team uh, later on as well. But for the Warriors, I think a big, big difference that made for them in this game was Carmichael Hunt being back in this team at 12, because he takes so much of that pressure off Will Harrison and allows him to play more of his game. Uh, we've seen it off the bench last weekend. Carmichael Hunt takes on the line. He kicks. He kind of does old school sort of 12 stuff, um and he, he's a strong carrier as well so he adds a lot to that team and adds a lot of the experience as well because you know joey walton was, was a bit struggling he's looked a lot better with, with hunt inside him as well and he talked about james ram um yeah he's looked really, really good as well so it, it's kind of picked up this whole back line having that kind of guy who has a responsibility to, to throw that team on his shoulders and and drive them forward and, and pick them up a little bit uh has made a big difference to that side so there's, there's a lot of positive thing the Waratahs can take from this, but it's not the first week I'm going to say this about the Brumbies. They've won the game, but they'll be disappointed. It's it's a continuing thing with them. They'll be stoked they've won it, sure, but they have not played. The best. I don't think we've seen like more than a 60% Brumbies this season at all. I'm sure they've had the buy, but they've, you know, the two games so far, they've won them. They probably shouldn't have, and they had to dig really, really deep, go into their shell like a turtle and and go back to you know just trying to shut a team out by playing, you know, that slow sort of Brumby style of play. They've, they've tried to be a bit more expansive. It's backfired on them. And they've had to go back and and just try and shut a game down a little bit. So it's interesting. Been, I mean, the Brumbies were away the favourites.
2: They've had to go back to kicking the ball into the corner and driving more up to the try line. <laughs> but you do what works for you. Hey, what, exactly. what about... What about what about George Gregan's mini me at the back of the scrum?
3: Well, the one that's called the try, Isaac Fry. Yeah. Yeah. He's got hair. What are you talking uh, about? Uh, what, yeah. I mean... No, no, no. George,
2: <laughs> George had hair when he started.
3: <laughs> hey, that was a great try, wasn't it? I mean, it was. It was Damien McKenzie, he's sideways, j- dancing around the tacklers, and then all oh, two props. Thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> he's gone it was a
2: fantastic try and it's just like I just sort of thought oh my god this is like so George Gregan yeah don't <laughs>
3: worry about the rest
2: of the team <laughs> right um, Chiefs versus
0: Highlanders then Um when now... was that? sorry when was when... that? <laughs> <laughs> now I went to the opening game uh, or the first the first Chiefs home game because someone gave me a free ticket which was nice Um and it was raining uh, and it was pretty full Where I was sat in now, uh, where I was sat in, if I'd sat in that same seat um, today, I wouldn't have had anybody within about um, 20 seats of me. Uh, So, yeah, the crowds really have dropped off um, quite dramatically. Uh, Yep.
2: Okay, so there's an easy. Okay, so um, if you actually analyze the crowds and we take the patriotism out of it, all that sort of parochialism out of it, the big crowds are where the blues are played, the big numbers are where the blues have gone. So, what's happened is that, um, like, so the Chiefs game was against the Blues, if I remember rightly, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was against the Blues. So, yeah. And it was like, it was pointed out. So, uh, two factors there. Again, is this, this, oh, the Blues are actually on the rise. We better go support the team. And you know. And the other thing is, it's down the motorway. So, you had a lot of people from Auckland drove down and bought a lot of tickets, obviously, with the Blues doing well as well. And then, let's look at it. To it. Yeah. Yeah, and to back that theory up, you look at the Crusaders, the Crusaders haven't actually had a decent crowd until they had a sellout against the Blues.
0: And I think against, uh, again, the, the, you, you know the Crusaders are going to win, right?
2: Against yeah. the Blues,
0: it was like, oh, they really a challenge. knew they were going to win, but it's like, oh, they're going to be challenged this time. Yeah. This is going to be an interesting game.
2: Um, well, well there's two factors there right i mean obviously it's the for for, for a, a somebody in the the village of the damned it's this spawn of the devil coming down and so you know we have to we, we better come in there and support the team so so that's 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 another factor to it too so there's a lot more goes into it with a with an auckland team on the rise or a blues team on the rise
0: yeah so the um and I, th- I think also at the beginning of the competition, you've got people have been locked up for three months and suddenly, hey, I can actually go to something as well.
2: Don't disagree you know I mean? with you, Paul. You don't don't with disagree with you. You go with that oh, first round. You go with yeah. that first round when there was a sellout, basically, effectively a sellout um, at Eden Park. And, the, you know, there's a big talk about the um, – I can't remember. Who were the Highlanders playing in that first round, Steve? Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, it was the Chiefs. Yeah, Chief. yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Chief. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a big talk about the fact that, oh, there's going to be a sellout at, 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 um, at the Tupperware container. And there was like, <laughs> hey, the zoo, had, the zoo the zoo wasn't f- full even. And definitely that was, I think it was um, less than 20,000 there at the stadium sort of thing. So it, when you actually analyze, there's been a lot of hype and a lot of commentary around big numbers and lots of people going to the games. When you analyze it, there's been specific games which have had a good turnout or a great turnout. But the reality is, is that the numbers actually aren't, they will a hell of a lot different. Yeah, they've been a little bit higher, but not astronomically higher.
3: It's talking like about 20,000 people not being a good crowd for, um, for Mate, the home. we've just talked about
2: it. But we've just talked about We've just come out of lockdown where we haven't been able to do anything. And it's like we're talking about a thirty plus th- thousand plus. Cent- you know, if they got to sell out, they 30, could have easy, put the seats. 30. But, but but you can put seats at the other end of the stadium. Let's not forget they don't put the seats in at the other end of the stadium. But it's just like you've been in lockdown. Auckland, Eden Park sold out. Mainly one of the reasons was that. Is that finally we can get out and do something. Um. Also, bonus for the Blues as the Warriors aren't uh, playing in town, so you haven't got competition on that front as well. But people go see because the people a chance to come out and do something. And twenty thousand, I was just like, you know, the talk went down pretty quickly after uh, you know ticket sales from the south and for that first game. I was expecting, honestly, when I when I heard that you know when everybody's talking up the ticket sales, I was expecting mm-hmm. to see something close to capacity for Forsyth for Bar. I think we well, um, t- uh,
0: expect a little bit too much from now. The I, 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 I think it, it was still a better, a, a much better crowd than they
2: normally get. Oh see um, see, this is the thing. We we'd be becoming apologetic because the fact is that you go back to Carisbrook Carisbrook was a 35, 40000 seat stadium. And so the people are there. You can't say to me that the, the population shrunk from when Carisbrook was there to when Forsyth Bar is there.
0: No, I I I get that. Yeah, look. Um if 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 we rolled back every single NPC game was a was a sellout and packed and wonderful, blah 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 blah. Um but I still think it, it was it was a significant uptick on what they've been doing recently.
2: Could they have done oh. better? Yes. Yeah, well um, that, that's my point, Paul. But, that's my point. It's like, yeah, it's great, we've got more numbers coming, but it's not like, oh my god, this is fantastic. We don't know what to do with ourselves. We're gonna have we're gonna be rolling in cash.
0: They, um, oh no, it's not look, they're not we're rolling in cash, but um, but well, I, was I, I a... think there's been a round by round decrease, uh, and I noticed a significant difference there at, at, the, at the Chiefs this week tonight. Um, for a three o'clock kickoff,
2: where it's sunny, it should yeah. have been better. It was um, a pearl of a day down there, wasn't it?
0: Pardon? Oh, it was, it was great, lovely day. Um, I, well, I was yeah. down in Road to Road, but um, and had to drive back. But yeah, it was still nice. But um, the apart from the 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 the, yeah, the, the Blues Crusaders game, the last game of the round. If the blues are still competitive, um, I think look that could be that that could be a good sellout. But I think the rest of them are going to be are going be heading back towards essentially what we had um, pre-COVID. Uh, and I think that, what, what that tells you guys look, Super Rugby, New Zealand Rugby, um, they're not doing anything different at the games than they were pre-COVID. So why do you think you're going to be able to maintain crowd numbers? Um, it, at, at, when I went to that Chiefs game, and one of the things I, I, I was trying to be positive, I didn't didn't mention it at the time. Only one of the two big, only one of the two big screens actually was was turned on. The second big screen wasn't even turned on. You're like, seriously? Wow. Um, so cost saving measure there, that they've they've kept one of the big screens turned off. Yeah. So um, so I think school holidays might have been a might have been a bit of a factor, but it shouldn't have been
2: really oh, for this one. Yeah. Um, Last, last day of the school holidays as well, so you start to go back home as well. So, yeah, oh, thank
3: God for that. Hey, you got to remember, Dunedin relies on a lot of people outside of the region of Dunedin or the city of Dunedin to actually get to its crowds. Mosque. Now, remember what summer season it is. I can tell you right now that there is ice <laughs> sitting on my driveway, and I'm not going to be driving back from Dunedin for two and a half hours on ice at 11 <laughs> o'clock at night um, after a game or 10 o'clock at night. So, I mean, there's no people from Central Otago coming across. There'll be no, there's no people from south and Barely going oh. up to those games. We said that's a decent normal right. supporter number of people. Give us so we're, stri- we're, Give us afternoon games. Go on.
2: But well, we've got we've got we've got global warming. So what's changed from um, when Carisbrook was um, getting filled up? Enough.
3: People, um. people just <laughs> slept on the side of the road back then and got drunk. That's why. Yeah, to move on.
0: <laughs> They used to burn the couch while they were sat on it to keep warm back in back in the day. to
3: yeah. yeah. defrosted the ice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> frozen couch on the bumper. <laughs>
0: Let's go um, to the game hearing me. <laughs> behind us um that came out today. So Chiefs um jumped out to a 24-0 lead. Um in Nothing. this one. And I'm thinking my money's safe. But this is good. This is um and they're, they're totally um in control. Um Thompson really is out of form. Another shocking day um for him um really in that 13 jersey you uh, you got to wonder how much how much longer he's going to keep that jersey to be honest um, um so so yeah he, he had a a, a a poor day um and then basically the wheels fell off didn't they in that second half for the, for for the chiefs i mean what what um uh we we uh, 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 um, sorry ashwin's been um, been ranting so we'll go with cornflake as to, 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 <laughs> to, 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 to uh, what happened what what why did why did why did the wheels fall off the chiefs
3: well, see, I only wrote notes about what happened to the Highlanders because there's only one team in this game, and then there was the Highlanders all, all from start to finish. I'll tell you what happened to the Chiefs. <laughs> the Highlanders actually start started to catch the ball. The Highlanders actually started to finish their chances. The Highlanders actually started to string together some phases. The Highlanders subbed on Josh Uani. The Highlanders started Josh Mackay. That's the big difference. And Aaron Smith decided he wanted to play in the last half as well. Um, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs were just shut out. I mean, they were relying on knock-ons. They were relying on penalties and that's what was getting them up the field and getting those oh, chances.
2: So you, you have to say, so like, yeah, absolutely. I, and I think one of the, uh, I think it was Clark Dermody that actually said it when they interviewed him on sideline, sort of thing while the game was going on. And saying, oh, we need to start holding on to the ball and um, it start those little mistakes happening. But the other thing was that, 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 that rare purple patch sort of happened for the Chiefs in that first sort of 25, 30 minutes as well, where everything that they did just seemed to come off as well, um, which really happens for a... Uh, a footy team to get every, you know, no knock-ons, no drop passes or anything like that. So the combination of the fact that the Highlanders had soap on their hands, probably maybe some hand sanitizer and um, the, and the Chiefs basically everything stuck because they had um, crazy glue on their hands. So it's, I think that was the, the, and then that wasn't going to, it wasn't going to go for 80 for the Chiefs. And once the Highlanders started to sort of settle, and get some gameplay together, then I thought it would. I always felt, even with the big lead, the Highlanders were always in the game. Uh, I don't know why, but it just felt like the you know they could come back
3: because they never they weren't really playing that badly. Well, like, I just literally just watched the game. It's literally I'm, I'm staring at a pause screen of um, you know, see <laughs> how Topkinson, you know, just going that try. And I, I think it's just going to stay on my screen forever. Um, there on that glorious moment, but they weren't playing that badly. I was watching, I'm like. How are the Chiefs actually winning this game by so much? Because the Highlanders aren't playing poorly. They're just not finishing the chances. Not, they're, just, they're getting in the right areas. They're doing the right things. And then they're saying, stupid, bang, penalty. You're you know you're 50, 60 metres back up the field again. Uh, the Chiefs took their chances. I don't think they, they weren't fantastic, but they, they took their chances. And that's the main thing about it. They had some average minutes in defence. I think the Highlanders, but overall, I think if, if things were equal, which they never are, that game was probably the Highlanders were a better team over that first half on on chance creation on getting into the right areas of the field and things like that. That's just what it felt like. I, I I was expecting to come home and watch a game where I was just sitting here, you know, oh. hands, going, "Oh, how did you do that again?" Um, like I did on tell yeah, that it night. Was, they, they kind of played pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday night. <laughs> um, no, like so. I, I yeah, yeah, I think that some
0: some, some some stats at you to, to put back up. So look, this this was a two point game at the end. This finished thirty one thirty three. Okay, but now. Clean breaks. Three to the Chiefs, 12 to the Highlanders. That's um on The um uh tackles, the Chiefs had to make 129. The Highlanders only 73. Uh hey. meters run, 260 by the Chiefs, 648 by the Highlanders. I mean, crazy amount of running there. And again, uh territory and possession or possession territory you go that way around 62, 65 percent to the Highlanders, pretty much the same in both halves. Um yeah, it, it um, just came down to making it stick. And um, a couple of people, Collins. Yes, putting um, uh, and as, as as much as this is going to hurt some of the um, the, the blues, but um, putting Collins in at thirteen really short things up um, and uh, and kind of gave them a bit of uh, a dependency. And Josh McKay uh, had a decent game as well.
3: Collins decent. looked
2: good against the Chiefs side. Let's remember that.
3: <laughs> he told them to, Every time Josh McKay touched the ball, he made a half break. He made literally a half break. And if he got an offload away, there you go. Bang. The Highlanders were away. Yep. He was, he was, ama- and as the game wore on, he just got better and better and better. And his confidence grew up. But I mean, the man I, I want to give the, the most props to is Mitch Hunt. Hey man, he's come along this season. He has gone from just an average, plotting number 10, who, who kicks goals, kicks to the corner, passes. To the guy outside him, he has a running game now. Man, he has his exhilaration and his little step off a point is so dangerous. He actually like can can snap through and take guys out. Paul's abandoned us. He doesn't want to talk about the Highlands anymore, and he just can <laughs> break the line. His running game is yep. it's, it's, it's extraordinary. You're the one that you're the
2: only one that thought that because I always thought he was actually quite good. <laughs> I was just like, no, was saying, we've seen him we've seen him play, I've seen him play in a blue and white jersey, we've seen him play in the Crusaders jersey, we've seen him play for Tasman. No, he's, he's got a running game. He he keeps that. He keeps the defensive line guessing. Is he going to pass? Is he going to kick? Is he going to run? And that's what you want from a first five, right? Because then you don't know as a defensive line what you're going to do. So, now I've actually thought that he's always been a good first five, but I, I just, you know, I, you've always just thought that, hey, Ioane was the, the preferred number one
3: down in your Islanders country. And I guess it comes down to the fact that was was he playing for the confidence in his own ability, or was he just playing out there to do a job and, and fill a hole? Because it seems yep. like that, you know, if super rugby earlier pre-COVID, now in those first couple of rounds, he wasn't really into it. Then he started to make a couple of breaks and he started to get that confidence. And then you are he got that injury that's gonna be out for longer. And he's like, Well, hey, now I gotta go for it and continue to 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 try this sort of game because it's creating space. And then, you know, if Rob Thompson was actually playing in form. Then we could get a little bit more out of that. Um, But yeah, we're getting finishes on the wings. Uh, Jonah Nareki, how good was that? Russ from him to score that try near the end as well. Out of nothing. Hey, X-Factor. That's what we've needed. Needed a guy who can create something from nothing. Why, Sakina Holo 2.0, welcome back. Uh, We've got a guy on the other wing who's actually making breaks through the defensive line. We've got a fly half who can actually break the defensive line. Yes, it's the Chiefs. But <laughs> we've just, beaten them twice, and that that's all that matters now. We're not going to finish last. Right. So, all you yeah. haters out there have said the Highlands going to be fifth. Four stick points in total. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like,
2: like, hey, hey, just coming back, you know, we'll go back to being, you know, the, the um, armchair selectors and the like. We've been saying, why isn't Josh Mackay being selected since this competition started, exactly. right?
3: Exactly. This
2: is like, hello. This is like, I think when you know what the guy can do, it's just like you scratch, you're left scratching your head. Why isn't he being picked?
3: He's been amazing. It's just the yep. impact he made straight away it was it was so plain to see. His pace on the ball, he just stood out. He well, stood out on the saying? team with them going averagely or decently and yep. just stood out as an exceptional player. I've given him a bit of slack about being pretty poor since he come from the Crusaders, but that was a Crusader-like performance to I was stand out.
2: I was just gonna say it's so basically he's a it's a typical cantab type back, and the fact is that they're always busy, you know, they don't they don't no. it's not like oh oh this is my spot on the field and this is where I stand. It's just like where can I get myself involved in the game? That's what he does.
0: Okay, guys, the big one now. How is Sam Kane the captain of the all blacks? He looked clueless apparently. What is Foster thinking? Thoughts on Sam Kane.
3: Outclassed. Dylan Hunt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, go.
0: Yeah,
2: but I mean, to be fair, if, I mean, when Steve's picking the all blacks. He's taking off the High- Highlanders jerseys and putting black ones on them, right?
3: <laughs> go on, but no, no no, of them we,
2: it but, 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 but just coming do back do to Sam Kane, back to Sam Kane. Like okay. you know, I Fine. think um even even the old veteran Keith Quinn is on Twitter today. Made a comment about why was Sam Kane named as uh, captain of the All Blacks so far back, and is he performing now to deserve that? And it's just like, no, no. In fact, when 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 we ha- when Kieran Kieran Reid left as All Blacks captain, there shouldn't have been a captain named. There should be, you know, it's it's an open environment, really. I mean, you you got to pick the squad, then name your captain for when you're doing with the transition from an old captain to a new captain. No, and and the fact that, is that, that, that Sam that, that, Cain that, that, doesn't that, own that position. He, he hasn't owned that position. Hmm. So that's, that's, that's that, that, another that, that, reason that's you couldn't
0: um, Old uh, or so traditional style of doing things. Um, the,
2: okay, so if we're not going to select them in a black jersey, we're going to have an all black off the field that can't even get a black jersey? You do media. You do media, <laughs> yeah. Do interviews on the sideline.
3: <laughs> that's what it is. They're thinking is. ahead. Don't have the <laughs> tired guy thinking, notes, Strategic thinking, (laughs) media, bang! I'm on it. Think Sam Kane's going to be there straight away. He's going to be there before the media, suit and tie, ready to go. Boom!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And look, we've been saying for uh, uh, look, uh, um, you you don't pick your captain for just the next game, right? You're picking your captain for the next four years, um, up to the next Rugby World Cup. Uh, That's how it's done nowadays. Whether and that's why they, they they pick someone that they believe that, that, that has shown over the last two World Cup cycles that he is um, that, that he is going to be there in the squad is 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 a key member of the squad that um, that uh, all the, other, the, the a lot of other players respect um, and that well, that's why he's been picked. He's not been picked purely on current form. He's been picked on class. And over the next four years, uh, he'll be uh, a, a key member of that All Black squad. I, I, I like I you, are
2: you the PR manager for Sam Kane. <laughs> 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 nice Come sales pitch. He sales pitch. Right. Is when he, he going to be like there for years?
0: I think it was Namibia back in 2015, Um at the uh, the Rugby World Cup in England. I said he is the next all-backs captain after Kieran Read. It was it was it was clear he was going to be. The, yep. He got given.
2: He's been groomed. There's no. There's no doubt. There's no doubt that there's been some grooming going on behind the scenes. But the fact is that you wouldn't pick him in an all black squad at the moment.
3: And that's you don't. You shouldn't pick your coach before you do the rest of day. M Foster was groomed to be the coach. How well's that going for everyone? (laughs) Brilliant.
0: (laughs) Also, I mean, the um, there are other players who 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 have been picked in the past. Um, I mean, Manonu was another fanta- another one who would look awful at Super Rugby, put the All Blacks jersey on, and suddenly click bang. Um, yeah, I,
2: but unfortunately, Sam hasn't looked great in an All Blacks jersey either recently.
0: Well, I'm trying to the last time he played in the <laughs> <World laughs> <World laughs> so I'm going back to
2: World Cup, I guess.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, so it's there's, there's also that part, of it. It, it is a different, different environment. Um, for that now um boys uh obviously we can still go for another couple of hours if you want to but i think we've probably covered <laughs> off on most of um the things that we have to and there's also a lot of other things we could talk about um which sh- in there we should a- a- any of any the- last players or things you want to talk about at some um, the uh about f- from this chief's highland uh, or actually from the weekend Any any last points you want to make
2: Oh, I I just sort of um. I I think Steve raised um. Steve Harrison uh, raved on. I'll get it out eventually. Raised on Twitter about whether Bowden Barrett is delivering for the Blues or not. I look, he's not. He's not at the top of his form there. But at the end of the day, he's still um performing a task, I believe, in um helping the players around him. Uh, So I, I still think that it's still the better of the options in terms of selection. Possibly the only thing that you'd be saying is that, well, not possibly, but you probably really do want to see him in a 10 jersey. But then the question mark is, you know, have we got a good experience 15 to go in at the back? I mean, Matt Duffy is um, uh, is, is there, but it's just like, you know, you you sort of, you know, it's, it's just all the juggling of the players and who what you can get out of the team. And it's like, is having Matt Duffy at the back better than Bowden Barrett? Or, you know, is Bowden Barrett at the 15 better? Or is it better off having him in 10? Then how's Oteri Black fitting into the picture, or you know? So I, I sort of think at the moment it's it's a hard one, and the fact is that we know that Bowden Barrett's not going to be there at the Blues next year. So why not give Oteri as much time in the number ten jersey as possible for next season as well? Because at the end of the day, we're talking about the Crusaders have got a one and a half hands on the cup. You, you know you you do look at this now as they look. We're developing for the next year's Super Rugby competition.
3: What do you do with the Blues anyway? Is, is Otani Black actually fit to play next weekend? Because because he was injured, so yeah, so is he's he gonna got
2: tingling on. You... So so I, I saw uh, Paul Paul um, Alexander who runs the Blue Supporters for Life was down in Wellington and he tweeted the fact that um, Terry went to hospital later in that evening because he was getting tingling down the side. So you know if he's if he's getting that, then there's quite a high chance that he won't be playing next week, which means that Bowden Barrett will be in the 10 jersey most no, likely. No, no, no.
3: Harry Plummer. Harry Plummer to 10. Um, back. Hey, Carter at 12. Carter at 12. Yeah, the promising,
2: promising player, Daniel Carter at 12.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think he, he's easing through the hey, season. He's, he's, new he's in
0: the Blues, jersey. He, he must be a new, a new player.
3: He's not yeah. even going hard. I mean, I think the, the one time we've seen Barrett actually go hard was after he got burnt by Lomapi in that game and he and scored that score try point. straight after There was points to be proved. I think Laomapi proved a point that he is an X-Factor player that has pace, power, and everything you desire. And then Barrett said, you're not doing it on my watch. I'm going to show you what I can offer. And then he went back to fullback. The two said, fair play, lad. And they went back to their normal roles and carried on after that. I don't don't think Burden's really going at 110% in the season. He's He's trying to win. Of course, we're not saying he's not trying to win the game. He's not doing his best for the Blues. But he can do a lot more. He can do a lot um, more, and you know, a, I think he's, he's cruising along. He made an interesting comment.
2: Uh, it's just like um, just in one of the post, you know, game th- things, that interviews thing. That so it's like you know, he made a mark comment is that. Yeah, I'd like to get the ball, um, my hands on the ball a lot more often. So I, I think he actually would like to be in that ten jersey, although he he obviously toes the party line, so to speak. Um, hmm. But I think he'd love. He, he wants to be in the ten jersey with that comment like that. And next week, we'll probably get the chance.
3: He understands what the, the future is looking like for the Blues as well. Because he knows he's not going to be there next year. I think he's known all along he's not going to be there next year. And yeah. I think, you know, for the betterment of the club, he's, he's not an idiot you'll know that you've yeah. got to put someone in, in that position. And uh, Black's a guy that's really stood up. And you, you're right in the chat, what they're saying there, that he's come on leaps and bounds this season. He's he's really actually coming on an established player. But how much of that is the confidence of knowing that he's got that back plan? He's He's got a, a Bowden Barrett guy that can cover him when he's buried at the bottom of a rock and doing things like that. But hey, it's good yeah. for his confidence. It's good for the Blues. Um, but yeah, next season, are we going to be sitting there going, oh, we've got troubles at 10 at the Blues again when they're sitting down in fourth position, battling to beat the Chiefs?
2: <laughs> Here are the yeah. Highlanders. Um
0: okay, so another question of um Um why do you think Gatland is struggling so much with the Chiefs? Uh, we've talked about this quite a bit during the uh the, 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 the beginning of um Super Rugby Altura, and so we haven't been talking about it so much now because it's just become kind of part of it, which is just injuries in that type five are a real problem for that for 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 for, for the Chiefs. Um
2: You'd have to say that, I mean, like, there's, there's still, there's elements of the game there. the Chiefs still aren't jelling, even even for the fact that, yeah, they're, they're missing a lot of players through injury and the like. Um, but there's still elements that, you know, you look at it and, the, like, yeah, I, I just sort of think things, they, they got they got lucky for 30, 30 minutes today where things just, as I said, purple patch, everything came off. But generally, they, they seem quite messy all round. And it's just like, even when you have injuries in that, and we've seen teams do this, there's um, the fact is that they, they're still able to get a good performance together. And yeah, nothing seems to be working for them. Everything they try just basically turns to custard.
3: Well, I would love to sit here and talk about how great the Highlanders were, how good Marina too will look in black later on the season alongside, <laughs> you know, Shannon Frizzell. and, how and, and Dylan Hunt. How brilliant, how brilliant they all were. <laughs> I'll, I'll give a little bit of a shout out to the Blues. How good was Antonina Brown switching from 12 to 13. Massive difference. And how much of an effect did that have on Damien McKenzie's game? Who had that reliable guy sitting outside him that he could use as an outlet? Damien McKenzie actually took on the line. He didn't take on the sidelines. He took on the defensive line, which made a massive, massive difference to how the Chiefs actually attacked, which I think was the main contributor. He was going forward. He was a danger. He was taking on defenders. Then he was offloading. Antonino Brown was actually going forward and and a presence. Not like He's nothing at 12. You'd hardly see him. He gets the odd hit up, gets smashed and goes backwards. He was actually going forwards now, getting on the outside shoulder of players defensively. He was doing some good, good work in that area as well. But probably the biggest one, I think, for the Chiefs is Lachlan Beauchamp. Where's he been all season? Now he's back. He is back, and he is a guy who makes an impact. He gets penalties. He is, I think, finally just got used to this game now. It's changed on him. It's not how he knew. I think he struggled to pick it up. He he struggled to adapt to the way it goes now. But now he's getting those ruck tip penalties again. He's getting those turnovers. He's becoming a a big presence in the team. And those sort of elements, I think, have really changed the Chiefs. Having McKenzie attack, Leonard Brown actually taking the ball forward, and Beauchere actually being a menace on defense. But he was still outplayed by Dylan Hunt. Hey, when's the last time Gatlin went 0 5 as a coach?
0: Uh I think he has like eight games losses on the trot for Wales at one point.
2: Really? Um, oh wow, okay. I'm, I'm, I think, I think, well, was that was that not not was that not what Wales did that um when he was away with the Lions or something like that? Was it actually Gatland actually coaching? I think did it was definitely
0: be... coaching because something like they yeah. came here and had like lost three on the bounce to New Zealand. Then they, they we're always going to do right. The six nations. Then they went back in November and sort of had South Africa and Australia, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand again. Um, right. One of those sort of situations. Um Yep. So, uh, so yeah. So I think that's where it's. um
2: uh, uh So when he had some real competition, he uh, he sort of yeah <laughs> he struggles.
0: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, the, the
3: first game th- of next season will be the record breaker when he loses his ninth game on the trot. Really reckon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well if the, if the, reckons i'm wrong he reckons it was rob healy that um not rob healy rob um
2: i've gone blank anyway um you yeah, that, that's what i was thinking too that's what i was thinking is that it was when gatland was um actually taken a leave of absence because he was involved with the lions but uh you know this you get old you forget things so i'm old and i forget things the, <laughs> what are we doing here tonight
0: <laughs> um, yes, well, maybe I can finish it off. Um, but don't worry, we're only in, we're in, we're in uh, um, forty-five minutes over a half-hour show. Um, the um... <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I I I do think. Look, everything comes easier when you when you when you got front football, and it's the front five that quite often give you that front football. Um, so, to me, I think that's a big part of of this for, for, for the Chiefs is just is the fact they've lost too many front five players through injury, to be honest with you. Um, I yes mean, that's that's, that's uh, a, a big part of it. Um, Howley, not Healy. Yes, you're right. Quite right. So noxonal rights. Um, cool. Uh, Stephen, have I given you your chance to say the last thing for the weekend?
3: I think I've said plenty of enough last things uh, yeah. for the weekend, but I mean, best team of the round, Highlanders, uh, captivating 20 minutes. Uh, keep it up, boys, and we'll see you. Uh, we'll do it again next weekend. <laughs>
0: Best team of the round, Reds? No, no. no. Okay, no, no,
3: you're not good.
2: Um, <laughs>
3: Great. The, the team in grey. <laughs> how bad are those kits? Do we want to start another rant about how bad those kits are? Go on. Oh, it's the away kit.
0: <laughs> did the big how, what, what, I forgot. The, the, the Blues didn't wear their away kit in, in, her, in um, Wellington, did they?
2: No. No, they didn't, actually. You're right.
0: That's about the first time I think I've seen the, the, um, the super side, uh, uh, yeah. The, the, the we, should of, from, sides.
2: Yeah, we should go? go away from home and away kits. We just need a, a, a kit and the alternate, so don't no clash kit. Yeah, we don't okay. need home and away. <laughs> well,
3: well, that's on, a TV one program. Last, one last rant about uh, colors. Uh, if anyone Coga from color. rugby past is watching, the Highlanders aren't yellow, okay. For your stats, the Highlanders aren't yellow. The Chiefs can go as yellow, but the Highlanders aren't yellow let's get, get some separation of colors on that as well stats yellow and yellow don't work i don't care who you work for find some separation of colors on that as well please that's my last rage
0: um <laughs> well so yes and I, so so my advice is don't go to every pass go uh, to yeah, the rubbish um, go to espn.com for your stats um i prefer the layout personally and there they had black and blue nice none of this yellow stuff for um for the highlanders there you go
3: I like Batman's comics, by the way. Keep it up. Bring
0: back the Maroon. Well, that
3: too. <laughs> the Highlanders come back from 50 next week. <laughs> just to be a challenge. Yeah, They're just toying with the Chiefs. It's like, well, they're already finishing last. Let's give them a bit of confidence and uh, see if they can upset the, the Hurricanes later on the season so we can snaffle back that third spot.
2: They can come back from 100 next week. they got to buy.
3: Oh, week after. <laughs> I probably will come back for fifty. There's none no on the other side. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh dear. Folks, um, please do like, subscribe, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and do share uh with all your friends. Which we're, we're trying to um grow this uh, New Zealand Sports Radio, uh covering lots of stuff um and joining you at some um, and bringing you shows every single day. So uh do all of that please. Uh, if you'd like to support the channel, thank you so much to Alex. Um, who did the super chat um for us on uh, on youtube uh, if you listen to the podcast look there's a link down below or look sorry link in the um the show notes where you can uh, do a one-off subscription or you can go over to drivingmore.com um, and become a a monthly um supporter um using uh, patreon uh so please folks uh, your support would be much appreciated but the main thing is sharing and growing the audience so please do that folks um i'll we'll be back tomorrow morning at 7 a.m with the morning sports briefing with stephen Um, And um, Ashwin. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow night at 8pm with the Driving Mall show. uh, Well, we'll be talking a lot about club rugby. Uh, We've got to look at um, New Zealand's super rugby set up. We've got the Farrah Palmer Cup um, uh, schedule um, out there as well. Uh, So lots of topics um, to cover off the pitch tomorrow on uh, the Driving Mall show. So do join us tomorrow at 8pm for that one. Thank you, boys. Um, Have a a great, um, hope you had a great weekend. Uh, And uh, yeah, Monday, folks, don't get too depressed.
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.